welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph Robertson here with Coffee Lovers Magazine with Jesse Nelson of Conduit Coffee. And we have a guest today, a very wonderful guest, James. <laughs> I knew it. James. I knew it, you will miss Ast- it. Exactly. James Astuaman. James Astuaman. You have been a faithful listener of the show for a long time yes for a couple of and years. now you get to be on the show yes so it is it is a wonderful wonderful day it is for all yes. of us for all of us yes yeah, indeed. it's a great experience to to be in the show thank you very much mm-hmm. for inviting me joseph and uh perhaps yes. you you might share with with the other listeners a little bit about yourself where you're from and a little bit of what you do well i'm james Estuvaman. i'm from peru i'm a agronomist and I have been involved in the coffee industry for the last eight years. I, right now, I work with uh, Twin, which is an NGO based in London, uh, which also is an NGO who develop, de- develop programs in, in my country, in many countries around the world, in Africa, Asia, Latin America. So uh, they, they work with, directly with the farmers and they also own a trading company, so we are very connected. We, we try to connect them, uh, the producers, the small producers, with, with the market in a sustainable way. I work in Peru. I'm based in Lima, but usually I'm traveling uh, to visit the farms, to, to work on training uh, programs, also to follow up uh, how, is, how the organization is, is working mm-hmm. and, and if the supply chain is, is is uh, is uh, working well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, so we're you're you're here in Seattle now, of course, for the the Global Coffee Expo, the Specialty Coffee Association Global Global Coffee Expo. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's at the end of a very long weekend. SEA. A lot of caffeine, a lot of days, and a lot of words. A lot of caffeine, and then a lot of alcohol, and then a lot more caffeine. Yeah. And at some point, I think I slept. I don't know about that. Though. Maybe. Yeah. I think I did. I did that yesterday, which was Monday. Anyways. <laughs> you, we. I think the first time we met in person was last year at last exactly. year's show, right? Yes. Yep. Actually, it was in a party. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> With farmers. Yeah. yeah. I was uh, helping uh, a farmer to introduce Jesse mm-hmm. because he is the direct buyer of this coffee. <laughs> so I was helping with the tra- translation and and. He introduced himself and he said, yeah, I'm Jesse Nelson. Oh, wow, Jesse Nelson, <laughs> come with coffee. Yeah. He so, listened to co- our podcast. Coffee, yeah. coffee lovers. Radio. And I'll have to yeah. say for all the listeners, that was when I started taking the podcast a little bit more seriously because I realized how far it's actually going. Yeah. That there's really, okay. And it was such a great experience of... I say that a little facetiously. It's taken it seriously. But, well, it's, it's really, it's but really it was a turning a, point of like hearing yeah. that there was actually... You know, somebody at the other end that then is using this. It's not just a silly podcast to fill out their day. They're actually using it and enjoying that and teaching that, you know, what we do here in Seattle is beneficial to, yeah. to for the farmers to hear. It's, it's always wonderful to hear that, that the stuff that we do here, though oftentimes goofy on our end, is actually of, of good value to right. people. Well, I, I, I started listening to the show because I, I always want to learn something new. And I was... I have been very involved in, in the coffee industry, so I always try to find tools that can help me to understand much better how this works, because it's so different when you work in coffee in the in the countryside with the farmers, and it's totally different when you go to a coffee shop here in Seattle. So I just was looking for information, videos, also uh, shows on, on the radio, and I found 
uh, Coffee Lovers magazine. I, I think it's a very, very good uh, resource to, to learn more. And, and from the past years, believe it or not, I have been learning a lot. And, <laughs> and yeah, and, and and yeah, it's great because that that's 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 what I I, I am I, is part of my work also to to bring new ideas to the farmers and to develop this 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 so amazing uh, uh, supply chain. So listen to you and listen listen and uh, uh, getting information. I can just share that information with the with with the producers and and try to all these things yeah. work much better. Great. I mean, I think it's what's amazing, um, and the expo this last weekend really showcases this, but the coffee industry is massive. It covers from everybody, and there's so many skill sets, and there's so many people and cultures in between that, you know, a show like this really brings everybody together. And I think, you know, from our perspective here in Seattle, we often are showing people how far deep it goes back the other direction to the producers and everything being picked by hand, and um, I think, at least I sometimes forget that the producers also don't know where it goes once it gets onto the ship or into the truck and how it goes and gets made at the other end so having this kind of exchange yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of farmers and such who never really know how much people love their coffee when they're brewing it at, at home in another country on the other side of the world james how long have you been working in coffee uh, I have been working in coffee for eight years. Okay. I the first time uh, after after college, I I was very involved in organic agriculture. Actually, I did an exchange program here in the United States in a farm in Virginia. <laughs> it was nice. I learned a lot about organic agriculture. Also, I learned about uh, square dance. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very American. It's very important. Yeah, yeah. Very American. And yeah, and since then I have been working with organic food, and, and I, uh, we in Peru we produce a, a lot of coffee. In coffee is one of the main organic products that uh, that we uh, sell to the world. So that's that's why I, I get involved on that, and I visited many organizations in the country, uh, the farthest one and the closest one, and. It was so interesting because uh, Peru is a very diverse country. We have different kind of environment and different altitudes. So organizations also work different and coffee also grow different in different parts of, of, of Peru. So yeah, and, and, and I, I had the opportunity to, to, to meet most all of them. And, and, mm-hmm. and that, that was very useful for me to understand how it worked this. And uh, how they are connected in the in the in, in the coffee industry with, with the buyers, with, with the also with the consumers, because as you said, farmers have never seen how people consume coffee in, in a coffee shop. Uh, and it's a funny story because we, when we are in Seattle, and, and last week we were going around uh, with with the guys with farmers uh, through close to the port of Seattle, and I I, I told them, look. All of the, those containers in there, uh, well, most of those containers are with coffee. Wow, that's so much coffee. <laughs> well, actually, all, not all the containers is with coffee. There's other kind of food, but it's a lot because this port is big. So they, they, they have never seen uh, uh, how the coffee is moving from the country to, to here. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Have you been to the green room to see, like the big coffee warehouse? Yes, yes, yeah. it was amazing. It was great. You show that you see that volume and what does fifty yeah, million yeah. pounds of coffee look like? Yeah. You can't see it all. Exactly. It's, no, it's too much. It's too much. But yeah, <laughs> that, that's what people drink in this country. And sometimes uh, farmers doesn't realize how big uh, is 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 uh, is the, the the 
the market here is, mm -hmm. is very very big. Yep. Uh, also at the at the show this year, you had a panel uh, Friday morning, which I was happy to go to. Mm -hmm. A panel on the the next generation of coffee farmers, uh, which was quite uh, fascinating to me to to listen to. Perhaps you can share a little bit of of what that was about. Yes, thank you. Uh, the the lecture it was about the next generation of farmers, because uh, in, in around the world the the average of age of farmers is around sixty years old, and uh, nobody is asking. That's not just coffee. That's just farmers in yes, general. Yes, farmers in general, right. in, including and coffee, all food. Yeah, especially coffee. coffee. Yes, the question is who going to grow the food for the next years, and in terms of coffee, who going to grow coffee? Because Nobody else is doing that. Right. And here, uh, well, a lot of people uh, drink coffee, so it's <laughs> coffee is needed in the world. Mm -hmm. And and every year, more and more people is is, is drinking coffee. And in Peru, uh, also we have a very important percent of young people. About thirty percent of the population is between fifteen and thirty years old. But most of these uh, guys are in cities, mm -hmm. no many people is in the countryside. And the thing is, when I when I uh, when, when I went to the, to the farm and I talked with the farm about what is going, what 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 he is going to do in the next years, if he going to leave the land to their son or their their daughter to their kids, uh, uh, usually they they tell me. Well, I want my kids to go study in the city, something else, like uh, to be a, a mechanic or a nurser, because I don't want to them to stay in a farm. They that's not a good business for them. Right. And I really want to them to, to to have a better life. And I I, I thought I, I was thinking, uh, well, being in a farm is to have a, a a great life because you have the environment, you have. The woods, you have resources, you have food. There's, yeah, there's so much pressure yeah. for people to learn the urban, more urban traits exactly. and engineering and those kind of things. And also because sadly the market is is, is, is not the best. Not, Speaking not of farmer, uh, coffee farmers, yeah. the market is not the best right now. So, so farmers don't feel... Uh, confident to keep uh, producing coffee for the next generation, right? And they don't feel they don't see coffee as a good business, and that's a, well, it's a, a lot of work. Yes, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of physical labor, and it's a yeah. lot of you know. And, and there's uh, yeah, very very few people who are are paying what farmers need to earn to to make it even just a sustainable business, much less a business right. that could possibly grow or, or benefit well, and coffee, generations coming afterwards. Coffee is really difficult because the landscape is so difficult to reach and there's so many yeah. small landholders, so you can't really consolidate that and have you know larger companies. I mean, we have this, this rural flight of farmers here in America, too, that people move into the urban areas and the aging farmer workforce. But um, And, and coffee is not something that can really be... Um, automated exactly be, exactly so what the farmers are being replaced by is mechanized agriculture here but coffee we're missing out on that but at the same time there's hope because there's amazing coffees that are yeah. starting to be kind of i'm quoting discovered you know that this coffee is actually being you know separated and mm -hmm. and traceable and that's where you know this relationship started with james and the coffee side of that is is having a traceable coffee through a trusted Im importer and then meeting that importer yeah. You know, meet or meet, meet excuse me, meet, meeting right. some of the producers and meeting the people at the level, at the production level, producer level. It's a little bit of a chicken and egg situation, though, isn't it? Because the, the 
farmers have to be able to get their coffee up to a certain level to be able to get the price that they need, but in order to be able to get it up to that certain level, they already need the price now. And Yeah, and that's where, you know, financing and groups like Twin um, out of the UK, that those are really good groups to help the farmers kind of bridge that gap because it takes a lot of risk. There's a lot of, I mean, my most frustrating thing about coffee and my business is that every single week there's a new learning curve. There's something new to learn. So as soon yeah. as these farmers are like, oh, we want to produce better coffee, what does that mean? You know, they, 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 there's, what do you mean produce better coffee? There's land, there's the sorting, there's everything that can go into that. And so it's really a lot of work to make better coffee. Yeah, so now we are uh, working uh, on these uh, development programs with young farmers and uh, in many, with many organizations around the country. We are giving to them uh, training on different uh, topics regarding the coffee production, how to grow better coffee, about quality, about uh, harvesting. And also we are doing, uh, trying to get them more involved with, with, with the skills like cupping, barismo, roasting. So in some way they can see that, oh, coffee is fun. So I like it. Yeah. And they, can, they, they really can enjoy coffee. They can, they can enjoy how to uh, grow coffee better with a different perspective because perhaps uh, the parents grow coffee in a traditional way which sometimes is not too efficient or sometimes it's, not too, uh, it's too much work or, uh, or, or they don't have enough, enough resources to do that. But perhaps uh, with a young perspective, with this generation, because right now we live in a different world, even in the countryside, uh, uh, young farmers have cell phones, they use WhatsApp, they mm -hmm. are there in a different world right now. Mm -hmm. and, and, and but they also understand the technology that can help them exactly, get out there. Exactly, yeah. and, they, they, and they can use uh, those uh, knowledges to, 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 to help in the farm and to make them more uh, profitable. And, and also, uh, uh, they can learn how to enjoy coffee through uh, brew drinks, brew brew coffee, uh, roast coffee, mm. do cupping, and 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 that's great because they 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 can see that coffee is a good business and they stay in the farm. Right. Well, and that's also what makes coffee and that hard work beautiful is knowing what the final outcome is. Right. I mean, it's me at least, and maybe that's my romantic perspective as not being a farmer. But you know, if you are connected more to, and and feel better about where your coffee's going and what the outcome is, whether it's social media or groups coming in to share that. It seems like you're, you're, you might find a new beauty and new energy to get into that coffee. And also you can improve your incomes if you, if you, uh, um, if you have more tools uh, to produce coffee uh, and you can, you can uh, improve quality and you, and you can sell your coffee, uh, I don't know, uh, with a, with a uh, sustainable uh, story or, or uh, because you, you have mm. you protect the, the, the forest right right so this give uh, an additional value to, to the coffee that they are producing they are not just producing coffee because it's, it's what is growing and we have to sell this right to make a, a relatable comparison even on our own podcast we are so much greatly more motivated when we discover people who really appreciate what we're doing. Right. I can only imagine growing coffee. You discover someone who just like falls in love with you without knowing you just because of the cup they drink. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like that with our coffee here, kind of just customers that are some of our oldest customers that still buy our coffee. They go online, they order it, and they follow up on social media. And Jennifer Sturm, I'm talking about you. Can't wait to see you when you're in Seattle soon. We, uh, we have wonderful customers and you just kind of make those make those connections and stick with that history. Um, 
but the, it, it has to be, I don't know, I guess a lot harder on the farmer side of things just because of the, the technology. But that's also, I, but yeah, I mean, that's why coffee's been forgotten. I mean, it's, it's produced so far away from where we drink it, you know, in the Western world here in America, North America, and Europe, like it's not made nearby. You don't see the coffee farmers. You, know, you might see farmland in Europe or in the Midwest here, but you're not going to see coffee farmers. And so we forget about that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, now we're starting to learn. And there's, I mean, we have this tremendous information. We have these events like Expo and then social media. Yeah, I think uh, people, uh, there's a lot of things that people can learn about coffee because, as you mentioned, it, it's a huge industry and there are many, many parts involved on the uh, the production the production part also this, the the marketing part the, the the small business the coffee shops and, and also the consumers so I, yeah. I think it's very important uh, that uh, create a, a, a good uh, link and between all of these parts of the chain to 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 make them more uh, valuable to make them more appreciate a uh, lot, lot more stuff uh, starting to happen too, as far as, as consumers, at least in the United States, goes. Uh, mm-hmm. Events and and such, like educating people, uh, and I think um, uh, I'm I'm saying this just based off my own personal experience, especially in the show this year. I think the industry is rapidly becoming more uh, open or. Uh, maybe aggressive is, is the wrong word, but t- towards the idea of connecting directly with the customer, uh, just with the average coffee drinker, like right. connecting especially coffee with the average person. Right. I mean, we have to be aware of our bubble that we're in, especially coffee yeah. association being a very actually small portion of the major I, coffee. Sales, I, I mean, but. I'm saying this being that I've, I've represented my magazine at the show four years now, and this year is I've had the greatest reception of everyone I talk to like by a mile versus all the other years so I, I, I personally I think it's my own little bubble but I get this sense that there's this this um, greater interest in uh, bringing like your side of the world to the right. side of the world I mean look at everything that's changed I'm sure you've seen that James in your last eight years or just how much social media has made a difference and connecting the both directions going back and forth I mean mm-hmm. when we started Conduit five years ago Six years, I guess. I was going to say, yeah, it's three weeks away, six years ago. You know, Instagram wasn't really a thing. Like, Twitter was barely a thing to get into. It's like, well, I guess we better do that. You know, I mean, it's it's amazing how much that's changed. And yeah. I think part of that is just the technology and then that. Um, yeah. I'm not trying to discount your magazine. No, 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 no. No, no. No, I think uh, I'm not saying it's my magazine is having an impact on that. I'm just saying from my perspective, right. I can see the way that people react towards. Like, my magazine is entirely written for. The consumer versus most other coffee magazines, which have this industry focus. Um, anyways, that's a whole other conversation. Um, Conduit, Conduit, and Peru. Yes. So oh, yeah. how, how did you two get started working together? Well, it's, it's, well, this- it's great because um, I, as as a as a coffee lover, I always like to meet more people involved on these people who enjoy coffee and also. Uh, uh, as a part of a of a NGO who works directly with farmers, for me it's very important uh, to know uh, everybody who is involved on this on this work. And it was great to meet uh, Jesse because he uh, buy coffee from one of our partners, which is uh, uh, La Prosperidad Chirinos Cooperative, 
it is a, sm a small quite a small cooperative uh, in the north of Peru uh, which produce amazing coffee well you should know Jesse because you, you drink buy. it all day long yeah. <laughs> just to interject there the previous episode right is our Peru and cheese pairing that's which right features it was so delicious Petrinos. anyways sorry yeah go ahead. Wow. yeah <laughs> that's <the> good <laughs> I yeah so so yeah and uh, twin uh, by by coffee twin import the coffee to the United States through uh, Atlas company so that's how the coffee of, of Chirinos came mm -hmm. uh, and we have a wonderful relationship with Atlas yes. at our end and I trust them when they say tasting notes and I'm looking for a lovely Peru and so they put me in touch with with the coffee and we purchased it and loved it and then at the SCA last year we were introduced, James and I were introduced because we were the only the only roaster that had purchased coffee from the producers. And then mm -hmm. you were helping translate and kind of that whole network started. And I have to say from my perspective, suddenly, I mean, we can talk about direct trade all day long and all this stuff, but suddenly this coffee, even though it goes through Atlas and we're purchasing it through them, like to me, that's very much a direct trade because exactly. it uh, is. it's a relationship and I know and I'm invested in that and I won't. Atlas, I, I, I get the sense, uh, and, and I'm sure we're going to have uh, a lot more to talk about Atlas in future shows, but I, I get the sense they're one of the, the importers that really focuses on building the relationships um, with themselves and the farmers yeah. and with the farmers and the roasters. Well, their the foundation is into making sure that the you know a lot of these regions have really, that the farmers are being supported and there's really great projects happening and mm -hmm. putting that money and getting those networks established. Um, As a sidebar, they were key in uh, the... Uh, Yemen project to the Port of Milk project. Mm. So, anyways, <laughs> talk about that. I'll throw that in there. <laughs> yeah, but the, the idea is, uh, uh, um, as twin, we 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 want to to involve every every part of the of the value chain of coffee um, uh, in, into a, a, a sustainable business, mm -hmm. a, a business, an honest business, a direct trade business, uh, which uh, and w where everybody can know to each other. So yeah, Atlas is, is an important partner for us, and and they they do visits to Peru mm -hmm. uh, every year. So they they go and they visit uh, La Prosperidad Chirinos. I I travel with them sometimes, uh, and you know we share stories, we take photos, we we receive feedback from from the farmers, and also we receive feedback from from the importers, which is. Uh, I hope is also the feedback from the roasters. So next time you can just give them your yeah. feedback, Jesse, and you, and yeah, we will see. <laughs> I'm, I I'll will still be, need a translator. I will be sure that your your feedback uh, uh, go to the farmer directly, uh, translated of course in Espanol. But yeah, it's fine. Yeah, or perhaps you, next time you can go to Peru and you can just tell them myself. Yes, yes. Okay. And by that time, you you you're going to speak Spanish. Yeah. I'll, I have a week to learn. I'll be, I'll be there. So Coffee Lovers Radio episode in Peru? Mm-hmm. Okay. Tomorrow by noon, boss. <laughs> <laughs> I can squeeze that in. Uh, very cool. What was uh, y'all's favorite part of the show this weekend? Oh, we're moving on to the recap of the show. Uh, we, we talked a little about the show. Did, did the you, best, did the best part about the show, and I think this is me, my perspective being in Seattle where we have quite the crossroads of everybody coming through and we have the benefit of having the expo here and we have mm -hmm. quite the vibrant at least the northwest especially but a very vibrant coffee community so things like the expo big shows are a 
total reunion. You know, you really get reminded of how big the network is and how many friends and how many good people are involved doing really great things at all sorts of levels, whether they're working on infusion drinks for the barista competition or like James and they're working with the agronomy and helping with that, you know, producer level. I mean, the the expos like this really bring it all together and it's such a reminder. So my favorite part is just being there and kind Mm -hmm. of seeing everybody again. Um, Mm -hmm. Then there's, I mean, there's learning opportunities. There's amazing coffee, new products. There's, you know, new brewers and technology. And um, I think this year, I, I, going back to what you said, actually, um, just occurred to me now that it seems like this show, kind of how we're, there's more understanding about the connection, the transparency and the connection to farmers. But it seems like this show, there's a lot of, um, a lot of focus on youth. And it might have been because the China was the the major sponsor, the the origin. What do they call it? The origin sponsor for the show, mm-hmm. um, and that's a very very new coffee market. So there's, you know, there's a lot of both, both younger in, people in growing but, in consumption. Yeah, yeah, but um, there's a lot of excitement for this sort of renaissance that we're seeing in coffee and all the new knowledge and at the at the producer that you know where they're where they're um, with their process and the coffee and all the science that's going into that and just that everybody at the consumer level seems to be caring more about where the, where the coffee or at least like how the coffee is produced and what it tastes like and exactly. those origin characteristics and it comes from just better food people kind of demand I think we're starting to demand better food and coffee they're like oh well that's an area mm-hmm. um, yeah well my my favorite part uh, was to meet new people who also in some way has the same approach that I, I, I have and it is great for me to meet people from Rwanda, from Tanzania, from Congo, from China as well and also from Central America uh, because they see coffee in a different perspective, you know, they grow coffee in a different world with different resources and, and, and they have a different uh, view uh, of what is happening uh, about, about this, about the coffee industry. And it's great because we can share, we can exchange many ideas and I, I, I really uh, share interesting thoughts with, with most of them. Uh, on the youth program, uh, we are working at the same time in other countries uh, such as Congo, Tanzania, um, and Nicaragua as well. Uh, so I could meet uh, people from those countries, and and I really enjoy to speak with them. And fortunately, uh, uh, language it wasn't a barrier for us. But in any in any case, I I I, I ask them uh, specific words in their own language because for me it's important to understand. Yeah what they think and in culturally it's very important that the consumers and or everybody involved on this uh, understand uh, the context about what is happening in this place what is happening in seattle how the coffee industry works uh, what baristas in seattle think about coffee which is great it was good for me to meet baristas in, in seattle it's, it's it's quite different to baristas in peru Definitely, <laughs> but There's a yeah. lot of breezes in Seattle. Yeah, <laughs> and also to to me, the farmers from 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 Kenya, from Ethiopia, from Rwanda, because they they see coffee in a different in a different way. It was great. It's all, always is a, a learning, I believe, for everybody. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's. I can only echo a lot of what you all have said. It's like meeting the people that I haven't seen in a while uh, or talked to in a long time sometimes. 
and just just reminding it re- reminds me why I do what I do mm-hmm. you know and then of course meeting new people making new connections uh, new stories um, yeah no, uh, also the 90 plus on the Alpha Da Vinci booth like that delicious cups of coffee that you find these little gems color, yeah. of like the pinnacles of everything yeah. that's love coming out and like mm-hmm. yeah. wow that's perfect yeah the 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 best of people's work is always a always a joy to see right uh, so and then yeah new, new opportunities lots of new opportunities so thanks. i love it yeah i mean it really shows to me like i got into coffee i got into like professionally into coffee because I want to savor the world. You know, there's a lot of things that are messed up in the world and trying to fix that and trying to focus on that. I feel like coffee and good food, but coffee is sort of microcosm of the whole, all the complexity and all the beauty in the world. Like for me, like getting in and savoring this coffee and finding it and finding these people and and Mm. these relationships and we should take a picture of this and put it up on someplace. Um, You can find on the twin website, TWIN, just like twin.org. Yes, yeah, um, I'll, I'll link. Uh, they have a tremendous somewhere. resource. We use their website all the time just to send information about the farms. Uh, we buy our coffee from Peru via Atlas and Twin, and I believe our Rwanda now is coming through the Twin network um, as of this year as well. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, there's so many resources out there, and it's just another one of those things where you know, yes. reach out, contact us. We have a lot of good friends and good people and. Yeah. Um, now I'm bringing some bags of uh, coffee from different regions uh, to share with farmers because you know in Peru we don't have too much access to coffee from from Guatemala or from Rwanda. It's complicated for us. So right. I'm bringing a few bags. Uh, I hope it's not too heavy for my luggage, <laughs> but I I will share that with the, with the farmers so they will see how coffee is in other countries. And so many different coffees, so many different regions. Yeah. Yeah. It's so exciting. I get I've goosebumps now. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, James. Yep. Welcome back to Seattle. Welcome. You're a good welcome friend. Back. Come back again. Maybe maybe less coffee and and thank you for being on the show. hanging out so much. It's wonderful to have you. Oh, thank you sure. very much to invite time. me. Uh, <laughs> as a coffee lover, for me, it's, it's great to share these ideas. And of course, I as a listener of the show, it's it's amazing because yeah, I only know you because your voices. <laughs> yeah, especially especially uh, fake young. What, what's what's oh, going what's going on with fake young? What's going on with fake young? <laughs> wait, wait, do your fake John again. Wait, what is fake young? Oh, I want a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that could be a good business, eh? That's beautiful. Uh, yeah. Should, should we make some fake, fake John jo- T-shirts? I think we should. Okay. Yeah, with fake John's face on it. Fake John would love that. He would, he would <laughs> he, be so fake on board. John might sue us. <laughs> I can say that in Peru. Right. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Much love. You have been listening to Coffee Lovers Radio. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Support the producers. Check out Coffee Lovers Magazine at coffeeloversmag.com and download our app. Also get yourself some fantastic coffee from Conduit Coffee at conduitcoffee.com.